fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to our second episode in discussing about understanding God within. In our first episode, we talked about He that confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in Him and He in God. Let's, let's, let's read it again, First John 4, 15. Listen to it. It says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. We also read verse 13 that says, By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, as God, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we saw in our last episode that the uniqueness of the Christian faith is that God has come to live inside the believer who believes in Jesus. No other religions offer us that. Not even the Old Testament. God was with them. Under the Old Testament, God was for them. But He was never living in them. He was living in the temple in Jerusalem. But under the New Testament, the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, by Spirit, God came to dwell inside the New Testament believers. So we have God living in us now, and we know that by Spirit living in us. So let's talk about that more. We talked about the consequence, the benefit, the great privilege, and we read First John 4, verse 4, that says that because the greater one, he lives in us, and is greater than the world, the Spirit in the world, that's the devil himself, we are of God and we have overcome. Let's go a step further. To, <clears throat> excuse me, a step further today. We're going to look at this spirit in us. What will it do if it comes to live in us? What will it be doing inside of us? And we're going to go to Second Timothy one verse seven. Listen to what it says, verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love and of his sound mind. Like I said, God lives in you. What a glorious truth and the great reality that we should experience. We don't just, just have to know this truth. We must experience that in reality. Now he said, this spirit of God that lives in us, Paul was telling Timothy that that spirit that lives in us, that God has given us, is not a spirit of fear, that makes us become a coward and cringing before evil and before negative circumstances and make us to bow down to sin and to iniquities. It's not a spirit of fear. It's not a spirit of terror, terrorizing us and keeping us down. Like Romans chapter 8 says, we have not received the spirit of fear, bondage to fear, but we have received the spirit of sonship. And then in Second Timothy 1 verse 7, the Apostle Paul described this spirit with three outstanding attributes. He said the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound, balanced, clear mind. So this spirit is inside of us, the spirit of God. God lives in us by spirit. What kind of spirit is? It's not a weak spirit. It's not a spirit of weakness that weakens us. It's a spirit of power that enables us. It's a spirit of ability that puts us over. I'm going to refer to two passages to kind of make this come home in our lives. It said in Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things. Paul could say that. 
because he knew who was within him. He knew God was in him by his spirit. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or who empowers me. Is the spirit of power. He is the spirit of power. So Paul said, because he's in me, a spirit of power, I can do all things through Christ who empowers me. I love what Amplified said. He said, I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That's the spirit of power. It makes you sufficient. It makes you competent. It makes you qualified. It makes you bold to face life and face evil circumstances and experience the good and overcome evil. Remember? Because greater is it who is in you than he that is in the world. So it's the spirit of power. Second is the spirit of love. That means you will inspire love. Love for God. Love for one another. Love for the things of God. Love for the good. So this spirit will not inspire hatred and bitterness. That spirit of God in you will promote love within you and lead you toward love. And it's also the spirit of sound mind. That means it lives in us to clarify, to balance, and to steady our mind, to keep us going so we don't have mental health issues. Can you just imagine that? I mean, it's going to balance our mind. It's going to clarify things. It's going to make truth clear to us. Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So you'll not be living in illusion. You will have balance because you have the truth clarified to you. So we can see that moment is the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. We can bank on this. Glory be to God who anoint us. Even right now, that spirit is inspiring me to speak, to discuss about himself with you. So we have the spirit that will inspire power, love, and of a sound mind. Let's close with the last implication, which has to do with our conduct and our behavior. Chapter 6, 2 Corinthians. Let's go down there. And to give us some light about understanding ourselves as the place where God lives. You know, where God lives is called his temple. Let's look at chapter 6, 2 Corinthians verse 16. It says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, verse 17, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you, shall be my sons and daughters, says the all, the Lord Almighty. So we can see that first we have the greater one living in us. So we have God and we overcome every evil spirit. And then second, that spirit is the spirit of power, of love, and of his sound mind. Now, in Corinthians, yes, chapter 6, 2 Corinthians, Paul went ahead and said, we are the temple of the living God, not dead God. A God is alive by spirit within us. And he said, he said, I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. That means he will operate, he will move around, get us to move and do things. And he will be our God. 
and we shall be his people. Can you imagine that? We are God's people today. We are his tribe. We are his nation. We are his own kindred. And he said, I will dwell. I will settle down in them. And I will walk among them. I will get things done. I move around. Bible says when Christ was here, God was with him and he went about doing good. So he's going to go about doing good through us. He's going to dwell in us, change us, transform us, make us better, reconstruct us and restore us from within. That's understanding God within. Now, he gives, he gave us the implication in verse 7. He said, therefore, if God has come to live in us, he's come to dwell in us, what should we say? Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. That means we must not commonize our life and live life of sinful patterns like the rest of the world. We are no longer the temple of idols. We are the temple of God. We belong to God and our God is holy. The word holy means is different, is separate, is unique. So he said, come out from among them and be separate. We should be different from the world. We should say, don't touch what is unclean. What is unclean? If you remember in, in, in uh, chapter 5 Galatians, Bible talk about what is unclean there. Let's read what he said about unclean things. And we're going to see what we should come out of and be separate. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Chapter 5, Galatians verse 19. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reverence, and the like. See, those are the unclean things. And you see, you come out from among them and be separate and don't touch the unclean thing. Let's go back to chapter 6, Corinthians verse 7, 17, sorry. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. When you stop touching what is unclean, God said, I will receive you. And he said, I'll be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You can enjoy the fatherhood of God and live in the experience of his sonship when you realize that you are the temple of the living God and you treat yourself in such a way that you are different because the great God of the universe lives within you. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.